Kia ora, I'm Alexia Russell and this is The Detail. Today, voting has opened for the most fiercely contested annual election. Stand down politicians, the claws are out for Bird of the Year. The Forest and Bird competition already has the international media circling after a drunken pigeon won last year's title. Oh, it's the biggest day of the year for birds, I'll tell you that. The winner of Forest and Birds 2018 Bird of the Year contest is about to be revealed. This year saw the highest voter turnout on record. One cheeky bird turning up on tint. I don't know what they're hoping to achieve there. Almost 2,000 fraudulent votes that had to be plucked out. Forest and Birds, Megan Hubscher is in the studio with me. But first of all, I think we've got possibly a hint of the winner. For the first time in the history of Bird of the Year, the kereru, the mighty wood pigeon, has swooped to glory. I feel like the kereru is, uh, exemplifies what's so great about New Zealand and, and New Zealanders. Uh, it's not as flashy as the piwakawaka, not as iconic as the kiwi bird, um, not as media savvy as the kakapo, but that's what makes the kereru so special. It's ordinary, just like all of us. It, it isn't perfect. Sometimes it gets a little bit tipsy enough to fall out of trees. Maybe it could stand to exercise a bit more. But, you know, who among us doesn't? It flew into the garage. Why would it fly into the garage? Um, possibly because it was flying under the influence of alcohol. Previous years have been blighted by stacked voting, demands to include extinct species and furious social media posts. It's wild out there. They, they, it's no holds barred. Forest and Birds' Megan Hubscher says with all the other big news around, it feels a bit like stepping out of reality to run a bird election. It's the conservation good news story of, of the annual calendar and... and I think that's why people love it, you know. It's really, it's it's easy to get sort of overwhelmed by, um, you know, bad news about what's happening out there in, in, the, in the world. We, you know, last week we had Ministry for the Environment put out their report about how our oceans are doing, and it, it was really sobering reading. So, you know, bring on Bird of the Year, I say. <laughs> let's, let's have a celebration <laughs> yeah. and let's, you know, let's, let's in, you know, be aware of, of what we've got and how special it is and, and enjoy, enjoy our shared love for, for New Zealand's native animals. And do you think that's why people really get into it? Because they do, don't they? They're really involved in the... Oh. You know, everyone loves it. Loves a good competition, don't they? I think um, you know it brings out it brings out the competitive spirit in in New Zealanders. And and our birds are awesome. You know, I mean, from any objective sense, you know, we we have got the most unique collection of birds in New Zealand. And um, there, there's a million things to celebrate about them. And yeah, so I agree that that's why that's why people get behind it because you know, pick a bird and you've got a winner. Every bird is a winner in Bird of the Year, ultimately. <laughs> and when the Kereru won last year, it hit the international headlines. Now, a native green and bronze wood pigeon with a taste for fermented fruit has been named the 2018 Bird of the Year in New Zealand. Although quiet and reclusive by nature, the kereru have earned a reputation as the drunkest bird in New Zealand. They've been known to fall from trees after consuming rotting fruit left lying on the ground. Yeah, it sure took off, didn't it? Um, you know, and I've had um, the Guardian UK on the phone already. The international media are, are circling. So, I mean, it's uh, I think it's a good news. It's, it's a good news story for New Zealand, and it's a good news story for the world as well. And what an incredible message for for us to to take offshore that 
nature is worth celebrating. It's really special, no matter what country you come from. We we need our birds and we need we need our environment. So so let's celebrate celebrate what we've got and look after it. It can get quite heated, can't it? <laughs> um, you can you can check out the the online conversation. Um, it's the the hashtag is Bird of the Year. It's wild out there. It's no holds barred. You know, I I certainly when I'm when I'm out for a walk in the bush, and you know, I was lucky enough once to see a fern bird, and it was a sweet little, quite quite a meek little bird um, sit, sitting in some tussock grass. But online, these things they get uh, savage. You know, our birds really? have got have got killer instincts. <laughs> oh no! Talk me through the origins of Bird of the Year. Did you imagine when it started that it would grow this size? I think, um, you, you know, everything has a beginning. There's a first step for everything. And certainly Bird of the Year has, has evolved in the 14 years that it's been running. Forest and Bird used to include a voting uh, pullout in our magazine, in our quarterly magazine. So members who received that magazine could, you know, put a check mark next to their preferred bird and post it back. So, you know, certainly things have changed. We're online now. Um, most of the campaigning happens in, on social media. Um, we've got schools behind it. I had an inquiry from Scouts New Zealand this morning asking if they could get involved. Oh, so, well, who did they want? Oh, well, we haven't got there yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I th- they'll be doing their own press release, I'm sure. Okay. But. Um, you know, it's it has certainly come a long way since fourteen years ago, and and much like our own um, actual, well, as I say, real elections. But this is the real election. No, this this is the real <laughs> election. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, so you've changed. It's not far, first past the post anymore. Yeah. STV voting, STV, controversial voting. Ah, oh, STV is the way to go. Um, and and you know the campaign managers are responding to it already. We've got a, um, a penguin party has been negotiated between the five penguin species, so they're not going to be eroding each other's votes. They're going to be supporting each other. Well, New Zealand is actually the penguin capital of the world, which is a really cool title that we can claim. So it's about time one of them wins it. Um, out of all the penguins we have, the hoiho is definitely the most endangered. It's in a lot of, lot of trouble at the moment. Um, so it's down to about 200 breeding pairs on the mainland and is continuing just to plummet. Um, so they need as much help as they can get. Among those hoiho fans is a zoologist who's had a dramatic change of allegiance. Alison Balance produced the podcast series The Kakapo Files, but now she's backing a penguin. Because the hoiho, the yellow-eyed penguin, is A, it's a penguin and who doesn't love penguins? And B, it's a penguin that you can go and see on the Otago and Southland coast, um, and it's a real treat to see it, but its numbers are crashing. They're just going down and down. So we need to focus attention on it. We need to work out what we can do to bring it back. So that's why I want people to vote for it. Don't worry, Kakapo fans. That's one of three birds the Auckland Zoo is backing. Basically, because we've done such a mammoth effort by the veterinary team and the bird keepers and the volunteers this year, with unfortunately the aspergillosis outbreak in April to June, we've decided to support this bird as the number one, really, because it was equivalent of like 15 staff working full-time a day to care for and treat the kakapo. There's an alliance between the shore plover and the hee stitch bird. So, so... You know, it's it's, it's game on. Um, oh, STV it. means that, well, in this particular version of STV, 
you get five votes, which I think will be a relief to most people because probably the most consistent piece of feedback Forest and Bird have had about Bird of the Year is that it's too hard to pick one favourite bird. So <laughs> hopefully by opening it up a bit, we can, you know, five makes it a bit easier for people. Can you, and are you disqualifying previous winners? Because no bird is won twice, is that right? Yeah, but um, not through any disqualification process. Just, I don't know, I like to think it's because New Zealanders are so egalitarian and, and all of our birds are so amazing that they're just going to share it around year after year until, <laughs> you know, every single bird has had a chance to win. But, um, yep, so far we, we haven't had um, one bird win Bird of the Year twice. If the Kereru can win Bird of the Year twice and, and make history like that, then any of us can do anything. And uh, that's a pretty inspiring story. Another interesting thing is that a we, we've never had a seabird as a winner in Bird of the Year, which I find quite interesting because New Zealand is the seabird capital of the world. We've got more seabird species um, calling New Zealand home than any other country on the planet. So yeah, it's yeah kinda, but they all look the same. Oh, come on. You, you say that to yellow-eyed <laughs> penguin and see how far you get. Okay, are you backing, would you back a seabird? Who are you backing? Uh, you Come know, on. forest and bird are, are definitely impartial. We um we mm. we we, we like pick policies, not not parties. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw out a few questions that I've learnt about on um, the home of bird of the year. Surely, is Twitter. If you don't tweet about it, are you even doing it right? <laughs> Bird's got a tweet. Um, they're all on there. One of my favourite, um, what, what's the word, Twitter is, tweeters, is the the campaign managers for the Bittern, which run on a policy platform of being introverted. So <laughs> their tweets are just, you know, they're, they're kind of anti-Twitter on Twitter. It's um, I find them pretty hilarious. But there's a, there's a lot going on. And it's not just Twitter. It's Instagram. It's Facebook. It's, you know, I mean, you name it. There's a TikTok account running. It's you really, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's it's all go. It's no holds barred. Okay, true or false? The lowest polling bird is culled. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, false. I'm just going to call that one false. Uh, I I think from from memory it was the Arctic skua last year. Seabird. Um, not not only because mm. they are a savage predator, but also because they came in late to the competition. There was mm. um, someone put their hand up halfway through the comp and said, "Come on, let's have Arctic skewer." And you know, if you if if you're keen, then then why not? So they're they're in it um, f- f- properly this time round. They're in it from the word go. So we'll see how they do. So you but, have to you have to enter the bird of the year. You can't just like be a bird and like someone will pick you up. You've got to have a campaign. Uh, we've got a few birds who don't have campaign managers. So if anyone is interested in um, running running a campaign for some of those birds who are who are still on the lookout for a manager, we've got a few albatross species who need someone to you know fight the good fight for them, um, and and a few other birds as well. So. Yeah, if, if there are any bird enthusiasts out there who are keen to run a good campaign and uh, happy to put their hand up for that, then get in touch. Okay. If you vote for a bird that's not endangered, how can you even live with yourself? We've had, well, the kereru is not endangered, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, um, it's, it's locally threatened in some parts of the country, um, but overall, it's doing okay. Which is kind of cool because um, it's probably one of the few recent bird of the years that people can see. Yeah, it's quite cool going for a walk down the street and going, oh, look, there's a bird of the year sitting yeah. on the power lines, whereas you don't get to sash, do that so much. For, crown. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. On, what's the prize though? There's no prize. Glory, uh-huh. glory. Twelve <laughs> months of glory. I mean, that's that's priceless, right? This well. is like this is an election where the <laughs> candidates don't even know they're being voted for. Yeah, I mean, in seriousness, um, you know. The environment is the winner. The message behind Bird of the Year is is for people to get out and speak up for nature. And last year we had f- close to 50,000 people voting in Bird of the Year. And, you know, that's a really serious uh, message for people who are in charge of looking after New Zealand's natural world is that there is a huge number of people out there who really do care about this stuff and they're willing to get online, make a bit of noise, and, and they're not going to stand by and, and watch things go downhill. And, and New Zealand does have a problem with that. Um, three quarters of our native birds are heading for extinction. So that's serious. And I, I think it's really, it's really hopeful and really heartening that New, New Zealanders get behind Bird of the Year so intensely because we don't want those birds to disappear. We, we want them to be around for, for the future and for future generations to enjoy. And I think that's, that's a kind of serious message behind, behind a pretty fun competition. Some people, though, in the past have, let's say, that they've got too intense. Talk me through the controversies. Uh, we, we we've had a few a few incidents of people trying to trying to game the system, but uh, we've got some pretty onto it election scrutineers at Dragonfly Data who keep tabs on that for us. So so far so good. We've managed to um, you know make sure that no no one's getting an unfair advantage. <laughs> I think there were a couple of kids a few years ago who. From the looks of it, they manually cast over a hundred votes for the white-faced heron, which I think is just shows real commitment to the <laughs> cause. If you're going to sit there yeah. entering your email yeah. address over a hundred times so you can so you can um, give give your bird a, a helping hand, a helping hand. then um, you know, yeah. good luck to you. But but in the end, they all, all of those votes except one got deleted. So oh. you know, maybe. Um, Try some genuine campaigning next time round. Yeah. Would would be my message. You know, some local body candidates would have killed for this kind of engagement. I mean, <laughs> what does it say about this election that you have got people trying to cheat? Yeah, people people love our birds, and and why not? They're amazing. Our, we've got we've got the world's only alpine parrot in New Zealand. Vote Kia as New Zealand's most favourite native bird, the plucky little parrot that's big on personality, but sometimes a little short on manners. We've got a nocturnal parrot that can't fly. We've got, a, you know, the fern bird. It looks like a thrush that's gone through a lawnmower. It's just the, it's the <laughs> sweetest yeah, little scruffy, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've we've yeah. got some really cool. We've got the world's smallest penguin. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Maybe yeah. we could vote STV, we could vote for five penguins. Oh, I'm sure the Penguin yeah. Party would be on board with that. Do you find in the wake of this competition that there's, um, you know, increased sort of other activities, such as like, do more people go to Territory Matangi and have a look at the birds over there? Or, you know, do you get an upswing in membership? Well, I like to think that people learn a bit about the birds during the process so that when they're out in the bush, they see some of our special birds or down by the beach and see some shorebirds or seabirds that perhaps they know a little bit more about them, um, what it takes to keep those birds in good good health and uh, some of the challenges that are facing those birds. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's sort of an awareness-raising 
exercise where we you know we're all learning I'm certainly learning you know you can never reach the end of that journey but mm. um, you know the more we know the, the better we can look after them. And I guess it would help in situations where you've got you know development on the waterfront and there might be dotterels nesting and then you know maybe once upon a time you could have gone ahead without really thinking too hard about it but now people are really invested in, in rescuing that kind of situation. Yeah, there's certainly been a heightened sense of awareness, I feel, around things like sedimentation. We understand now how our activities on land affect the wider environment. So where we've got coastal development, that will affect birds like uh, fairy terns um, up near Auckland or dotterel where they exist around the country. Banded dotterels are absolutely adorable. They're gorgeous. Their chicks are basically fluff balls on legs, but... They're also super endangered. So pohuera or banded dotterels are as endangered as the takahe, as the feel, and as two species of kiwi, but they don't get anywhere near the same amount of attention, uh, conservation work, or even funding. So banded dotterels really, really need your number one vote in Bird of the Year 2019 to raise awareness for this incredible species. Also things like cats, you know, we had down in Kaikoura, very sadly, the entire cohort of dotterel chicks were wiped out by cats. So those are the kinds of things that I think people are becoming more and more aware of, that we we can help through our own actions. We can operate our businesses more responsibly with more of an eye to looking after the environment. And we can take actions ourselves, like keeping our cats indoors at night time or keeping our dogs on leashes when we're down having a walk at the beach. One of the main killers of little blue penguins, in Wellington at least, are dogs. So, uh, you know, we, we can all help with that. If, if we're going for a walk with, with, a, with a pooch, keep it on a leash if, if you know there are yellow, uh, little blues around. Yeah, well, no one knows where you're going to find them. I mean, the last time we know, we're looking at them being found under sushi shops and <laughs> railway <laughs> that's stations. Right. That's right, and that, that's because <laughs> we build cities where these birds live. So, so we've got to make room for them. If, if we want them around, we've got to make sure that there's space for these animals to exist as well. And, and that means looking after them, really taking yeah. actions that are going to help. The Otago shag is Otago's only unique bird. It's only now found uh, within the Otago region. And it's a lovely charismatic shag, but it's also what we would call one of the sentinels of change. It used to be spread across the entire eastern South Island when Polynesians arrived, and very quickly, within 100 years, it went through a really pronounced bottleneck, so it lost greater than 99% of its population size geographic range, and it only survived in Otago. So it's really kind of like the kākāpō or the tākahe of the seabird world. This is what sets us apart from from other countries. You know, we don't we don't have ancient history like like they do in um, Europe or even South America, where where they've got buildings that go back thousands of years. We don't have that here in New Zealand. But what we do have are these incredible animal species, which have been here for thousands of years, and and that's what we've got, and that's what we've got to look after. Okay. Another off-the-wall question, asking for a friend. When can we start voting for extinct birds? I'd like to see the Harst Harst Eagle on the the platform. Oh, you're part of the Harst Eagle um, (laughs) campaign, are you? Well, 
Um, as I've said to Mike Dickinson, rules is rules. Oh, <laughs> the um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys want to have a chat to South Island Kōkākō because they are in the competition this year on the basis that they're not necessarily extinct. They're only classed as data deficient. So if you and Mike can have the Harst Eagle classed as data deficient, then, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> see, you, see you 2020. Voting for Bird of the Year is now open and closes on November the 10th. Go to birdoftheyear.org.nz. That's the detail for today. I'm Alexia Russell. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by the RNZ NZ On Air Innovation Fund. Hit the subscribe button to stay across the detail every day. And if you're on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners find us. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Veal and thanks to Kathakim Asalamani for the interviews with our bird champions, including the zoo's Carl Ashworth. You shouldn't really have favourites when you're a zookeeper, but I think... You know, spending quite a bit of time with the kakapo this year and they're such unique birds and extremely unique to New Zealand and, you know, a real national treasure, really, that I think that's what I would go for. Kanui